0: This is Sheltering in Petaluma, the podcast about how Petalumans are doing during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Andy Sewell. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Petaluma Arts Center. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you more about the new exhibits and programs they have to keep with their mission of building community through art. For this, our last episode, the theme is wrap up. We were a month into the initial shelter-in-place order when the idea for this podcast first came to me. Most of my conversations with people were happening on a phone or video chat app. And despite the technology, it still felt there was a distance between me and my friends. And it wasn't just because we couldn't meet in person. It felt like there was a distance in how we were all experiencing the shutdown. The pandemic has impacted our lives in numerous ways. And sure, we were all in this together, but I wanted to capture those subtle differences in which the pandemic impacts us as individuals. And so I made this podcast— By sharing stories of how Petalumans were dealing with the pandemic, the shutdown, and all that entails, I hope to close that distance between us as we sheltered in place. I'd like to share a few stories that were among the first to be submitted, starting with Amy, who noticed what she was gaining while giving up her normal routine.
1: About a week or so into sheltering in place, I started noticing um, a sense of happiness and contentedness, but mostly happiness inside me that I I felt was kind of inappropriate and a bit odd and just surprising, given that there weren't any new people in my life and I hadn't won any awards. <laughs> and everything's really sad. But um, I got a piece of paper and a pen and I started writing, counting out the numbers of hours that I now have with my son that I didn't have before. And I realized that for me as somebody who co-parents that it's, it's, it's the side effect of co-parenting that no parent wants is less time with their kid. And I have 20 more hours with my son now that I didn't have. <clears throat> and that I won't have again, uh, when he goes back to school and it's such a gift. And I, it took me, it took me a little bit to realize that was the source of this welling up of happiness. That it happened that actually by sitting side by side on the couch, or some mornings on my bed, and some afternoons on his bed, and other times we're sitting outside with our laptops, or our iPad and laptop, or notebook and laptop, whatever it might be, or book and notebook, and that there's 20 more hours of that intimacy and discovering the spontaneity that comes out of moments of unstructured time, different from the getting up, going to school and work and coming home in the routines and just having this wide open space of full days in a row, uninterrupted by leaving one another. It's pretty beautiful. Unexpected treat. I'm so grateful for it.
2: I just got off a. Conference call with a bunch of other creatives in Sonoma County, of where we we meet every week um, on a Zoom through, through a Zoom conference. We used to meet, meet once a month at a bar, but you know that's not really happening anymore. So now we have online happy hour, um, which is really really cool. But um, it's it's just interesting to get everybody's perspective and see how different people are dealing with it and how people are wanting to and and how people can think about getting back into images and videos again because sure enough companies and 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 brands will need to have imagery uh, in order to communicate and sell their products but how we're we all gonna get back into the swing of things and what what is that world going to look like in a month or two or three from now One of the things that keeps coming up or one of the reasons why we have this normal creative meetings is to see how people are dealing with the situation creatively. Personally, um, I don't feel like creating when I'm unhappy or when things aren't right. And right now things aren't right. So I'm not feeling particularly creative, but it does enable me to do other things like editing work, upgrading my website, getting new work up there. Today is Earth Day, and that's one thing that's actually been pretty amazing about the COVID-19 global pandemic, and that is how the Earth is finally having a chance to breathe. And I think more important than anything is that the Earth has had a chance to do that. Um, And I also truly hope that we will end up in a better situation than we are now at the end of this, of where companies can change their approaches, their ways of manufacturing. How we can learn from all how we can learn from these situations basically and improve our lifestyles and life situations on so many different levels. Personally the financially, the environment, lifestyle-wise, family-lifestyle-wise, um, because I do think a lot of incredibly positive things uh, are coming out of the situation that we're in. And I can only hope that that's going to put us in a better place at the end of the day.
1: Raja, what do you think about all this? Yeah? Have you liked it? Yeah. It's been kind of hard sometimes. But we're doing good, right? Yeah.
0: That was Vagar, a photographer and videographer, followed by a different Amy with her cat Raja. These voice memos, as well as nearly all the submissions to the podcast, had a sense of optimism. Early on, I decided to ask participants to submit their stories in voice memo format for two reasons. First, it was just practical. Most people were spending a lot of their time on their devices while sheltering in place. And second, I anticipated that people would be more open about their experience and say what was on their mind. But as more people began to leave their homes more often, and parks opening up, fewer voice memos were being submitted. So I started meeting people in local parks and interviewing them at a distance. And that's how I met Kim, or she is also known, Kim Skips.
3: My personal philosophy are for skipping, there are people who skip for miles and miles. For me, the measure of a good skip is how much fun you have from point A to point B. Before the pandemic, I would go to 24-hour fitness in the mornings and I would put on a really happy song after my workout. I think of it as a dessert exercise and I would just skip around the exercise room and lift my vibration and think about positive energy and that that was what it was for. Since the pandemic, my skipping route is to go visit our evolution over on First Street, which is near my house. The skipping movement was largely inspired by Burning Man. When I was started in 1999, I was on the Burning Man media team, and they all really helped me get it going. And so having that amazing Burning Man statue that I met at Burning Man in 2015, a few blocks from my house, she is my my inspiration during this. She stands strong and she stands steady. I really have a moment with her, so I skip over there. I don't skip the whole time. I walk and then I skip here and there because again I want to be having fun and if I'm skipping for miles it gets a little hard and tedious and then it's not quite as joyful. So and, and I ha- It's not like I'm out skipping around and joyful every day. I've had some really rough days and weeks in this. And there was a time where I would let like three or four days go by where I didn't even leave the house. And then when I did leave the house and I skipped down the street, I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to remember this. I think we all have to remember that. It's up to us to choose our joy. And it's up to us how we show up in the world. And our world needs kindness and love and compassion and joy right now more than anything and, and it's up to us to bring that no matter what's going on around us.
4: So I'm sheltering in Petaluma for the uh, COVID-19 virus and um, being a self-employed artist it's not that difficult or different from what um used to already. I didn't uh, have the good luck and fortune to uh, create a small studio at my home. Uh, before this happened, took the gear from my other studio and brought it to the house so I um, could shelter in place. And uh, I'm kind of amazed because, you know, being a self-employed artist, I, I, if to retain a modicum of of normalcy and. And discipline I get up every morning at a particular time and I generally always get dressed so I'm kind of envious with everyone saying that they haven't worn pants in you know six weeks but there's that one thing I would say I uh I don't miss much uh other than you know other people and and the human touch so so isn't that touching
5: I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of emotional first meetups and things when people really start getting back together and hanging out again. Um, there's a lot behind human connection when you're in the same space, not just digitally talking. And I don't know. That's about it for now. That's, um, we're, we're staying as positive as we can. There's this good uh, Lucas Nelson song that we've been keeping as an anthem, which is uh, Turn off the news and go outside and play in a garden. So we've been trying that. We've got our garden going pretty nice um, so far. And I recommend that. You know, it's good to keep up with information. The way the news is programmed. I think it's always been this way. It's It, it can be very triggering because it's a, it's a whole other thing. But, you know, turn it off. Go outside. Do something. Um, if you can plant a garden, that's awesome. I highly recommend it. And I want wanted to just say, we were talking about this, that we're really proud of our community um, in Petaluma. We see a lot of people being respectful when we do have to go out. People trying the best they can and helping each other and and being supportive in a lot of ways. So keep on keeping on over and out. Those last two were from local artists
0: Atomic Elroy and Johnny. As more businesses started opening back up, Petalumas did have a lot more human connection, but not the usual Petaluma summer of graduations, parades, the speedway, festivals, concerts, and outdoor movies. Those large gatherings were mostly canceled. Instead, people gathered for outdoor seating at restaurants. Parks and streets started getting crowded with pedalumens being out of their homes. And some gathered to protest racial injustice and felt strongly that despite the public health order to practice safe social distancing, some issues were just too important not to be out and show support. The increase of pedalumens no longer sheltering in place also raised awareness of those who never stopped going to work. People who work at grocery stores, medical professionals, construction and maintenance crews, city employees. Agricultural and food production workers, delivery drivers, and others who work at businesses and in industries that had to keep operating so the rest of us could shelter in place. And as this podcast wraps up, some businesses are closing again. The number of those testing positive for COVID 19 are rising, and we're learning that communities of color are disproportionately affected, as well as those who have jobs that make it possible for us to shelter in place. And this time, if we are all more aware of how other Petalumens are experiencing the pandemic, and we expend our community support for those who are at risk by wearing masks, washing our hands, and staying at home when possible, then we will close that distance of being apart and come back together as stronger, healthier, and wiser Petalumans. Thank you to everyone who shared their stories. Specifically, Maria, Eric, Johnny, Vagar, Amy, Danielle, Christopher, Heather, Lucas, Amy, Ryan, Christine, Jeanette, Rod, Lowry, Tom, Lillian, Jordan, Molly, Rachel, Jennifer, Lacey, Kim, Dan, Carly, Jasmine, Alicia, Mercedes, and Nancy. Sheltering in Petaluma is produced by Audio Ephemera in collaboration with Petaluma Arts Center. They have just launched a new program called Deeds, Art as Action, a series of exhibits that showcase local artists' response to the pandemic, social unrest, activism, all in celebration of the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. The program opened on July 4th and runs all the way through November 3rd, voting day. Visit their website, PetalumaArtsCenter.org, for more information about Deeds and all their community arts programming. Special thanks to Jude Mooney, Jonathan Marlowe, and Cinda Gilliland, who gave their time and support to this podcast. Also thanks to Heather Mackin, Daniel Strobel, Michael Woolsey, Lauren Helica Lejon, and Dave Sampson, who helped shape, display, describe, translate, finesse, and share this podcast. Music in this episode by Blue Dot Sessions and Petaluma musician Dave Sampson. And lastly, visit shelteringinpetaluma.org to hear all the episodes. Thanks, Petaluma. Stay safe.